Welcome back to the We Know Fantasy Podcast. My name is Nate with We Know Fantasy. I am joined here, as always, with the one and only Fantasy Fro. Fro, we are twenty less than 24 hours away from the kickoff of the NFL season. Can you believe it? I actually cannot believe it. I could not believe that it was this close. I, I feel like it's still April when I started this whole this whole you know, fancy work, but it's here. It's time. It's, it's weird. We have been grinding drafts. Now we have to switch to the week one matchups, which is a whole different world. I feel like I'm just starting from scratch. It, it, it really snuck up on me. I feel like it's not even happening. Like most years I, I, you know, I anticipate this day and, uh, you know, it's marking down my calendar week or day by day, hitting an X as we go. But it, it just kind of snuck up on me that I'm like, wow, the NFL season is back tomorrow. Fantasy football is back tomorrow. So, uh, of course, we're back here with our weekly Wednesday podcast. Uh, every single Wednesday around 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you'll be seeing a podcast from myself and the Fantasy Fro. So make sure you, you uh, follow both of us on social media. So when that drops, you are the first one to know. And speaking of social media, quick, Fro, where do the good people find you on the social media? You can find me on Twitter at FantasyFro. Simple as that. Of course, my name is Nate with We Know Fantasy. Campaign can be found on Twitter and Instagram at We Know Fantasy. I have a Facebook as well. Just search We Know Fantasy into the bar and you'll find us there. We have a website, WeKnowFantasy.com. Uh, pretty much as the season uh, is kicking off here, we're going to have some great segments going on. We have a betting segment coming on. There'll be a weekly thing with uh, one of our writers, Mike. Uh, we'll have weekly rankings and Thing of that nature. So a lot of free content on our website. Make sure you check that out, www.weknowfancy.com. Of course, the Fro and I both have premium services available. Uh, if you hit us up on our DMs on Twitter, we'll be able to uh, connect with you there and set us set up uh, you know, the pricing guideline and whatnot. And uh, from the people who uh, have my premium service, who uh, re- had some drafts with my advice, I'm not trying to brag. There have been some great drafts I've seen come from those guys. How about yourself, Fro? Yeah, I mean, I, you sent me some of yours, and I, it's kind of funny, just some of these people, with the, the, kind of the, uh, the competitors they're, they're with, but uh, that's, that's just the kind of uh, customers we have. You know, not everyone is as experienced and as knowledgeable at fantasy football. I mean, you and I talk about it a lot. We're in a league with a bunch of people that are just average fantasy players, and we just kind of laugh. We just sit there, we wait for the guys that we want to fall exactly right where we expect them to fall to. It's, it's more or less just you and I just competing before, for a guy or two in drafts anymore. But uh, I mean, my my premium service guys are they're they're killing it. I am so stoked. It's a lot of work, but I'm I'm ready to win some more leagues for these guys. Yeah, one of my guys is actually my barber, so I'm kind of scared that if his season doesn't turn out too well, I'll <laughs> have to be uh I'll have to be switching barbers so I don't get a you know leave there with some kind of weird haircut after uh, he loses a few weeks for my advice. But he won't. He had a very good draft. He has a live in person draft that took like nine hours so i was glued to my phone the entire day just waiting for him to text me to tell me he's on the board and whatnot so uh of course again hit us up if you want to be part of that uh we give premium content and, and exclusive content priority content everything like that throughout the season uh as the season approaches you guys are gonna have a ton of lineup questions trade questions waiver questions feel free to reach out to us uh, on twitter dm us or just mention us uh we'll get to as many as we can uh throughout the week we're pretty free I know my timeline is getting packed here. I'm missing a few or so there when I'm uh, you know, doing work or around the house while I can't pick my phone. But on Sunday mornings or, or Thursday nights, um, we're going to be on – we're going to try to answer as many um, questions as we can. But this is where our premium service really comes into, into handy because if you have us as a premium subscriber, you're going to get all your questions answered no matter what. You're not going to be uh, hoping we get to your question. So another advantage to being a premium service subscriber. 
So with all that out of the way, let's hop into the uh, main content of this podcast and what you guys clicked on. We have just two things we're going to talk about today. Uh, one is the Ezekiel Elliott holdout is finally over. Those who drafted him can finally breathe. I am so happy. I have so many Zeke shares. I've taken him everywhere from the second pick to the 12th pick in draft. So I am so excited. And uh, we're also going to talk about a bunch of players that we love in their week one matchup. So that's going to be fun to talk about some players that we are uh, both very high on entering week one. So uh, we'll start off with the Zeke stuff. Zeke signed this morning. I think the news hit around 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, six years, $90 million, highest paid running back in NFL history. Uh, as I know you're an Eagles fan and all, but you can respect a great football player. Do you believe Zeke should be the highest paid uh, running back of all time, Fro? Ooh, Dallas. Nah, so uh, obviously from an Eagles perspective, I hate I hate Zeke. But uh, as a fantasy, fantasy enthusiast, it's it's very... It's respectable. I actually drafted Zeke at the 12th overall spot in one of my drafts, and that was a very, very big surprise, and that worked out well because I also have Damian Williams. So I kind of one thing went my way and one thing did not go my way, but it was nice to at least have one. It does kind of suck about uh, Tony Pollard. I, I was kind of high on him getting him so late in drafts. I really thought he could be you know, a fringe RB1 week one, um, but we'll see what happens with that. I'm not dropping him just quite yet, but as far as Zeke goes, I mean, yeah, he he deserve he is. I mean, obviously Todd Gurley is the best running back in the league. Talent healthy, wise, yep. But um, Zeke is right there. He's definitely right there if he can stay healthy. But you know, I've been pretty vocal about my opinions on how much we should pay these running backs. You know, it's not hard to replace these guys. The Patriots have been doing it for decades. But he he deserves to be the highest paid running back and you know the the Cowboys are not the same team without him and I'm also hearing uh that the Cowboys are actually trying to make this a a quick two for one thing here uh, Dak is actually they're trying to sign Dak Prescott to an extension um pretty soon so I think I think Jerry Jones is kind of trying to get in, in front of the ball kind of going all in here and kind of hoping instead of you know Dak having like a, a, a career year you know kind of pay him now versus you know having to pay him even more if, if he has a career year with Amari you know, having a full year under his belt as well, it's going to make Dak even better. Yeah, I, I predicted that Zeke was going to sign before the season this whole time. I actually took him second overall in my dynasty startup draft. Uh, just six years on the Dallas Cowboys where he's going to be the focus of the offense for six years. He's so crucial. I just love Zeke. I love the way he plays. He's honestly my favorite running back in the NFL right now uh, as a Niners fan. So I, I was really happy to see that, of course. Um, I drafted him in my dynasty startup before. Before he even signed but there was you know there was a, that speculation for a week or so that he was going to sign and uh jerry jones kind of backed off his podium where he was saying all this stuff about how zeke you know isn't going to play all these games and and whatnot that whole the whole jerry jones fiasco <laughs> that that he put on uh was all for nothing essentially but yeah for us fantasy owners who took the risk you know there was a draft actually the froze house league i took i took a uh, zeke at 12 then i turned around and took todd Gurley at 13 so that could be something that could pay off very uh, well for me. But in week one, they're expecting Zeke to have 20 to 25 snaps. Of course, these snap counts never restrictions never actually pan out, and he's going to end up playing more than that. But do you think he can put together enough yards, enough touchdowns, enough you know productive uh, touches in 2025 snaps to have fantasy value in week one? Yeah, I don't even – I don't care what they say about Zeke's limit or whatnot. He's been working out in the offseason completely. 
you know, he, he's going to be completely fine. If you have Zeke and you, you put up with, you know, the risk of drafting Zeke at whatever position you have, you are going to start him regardless. I do think that Tony Pollard does have a little bit of a, you know, he could have a little bit of an advantage here. He might even outsnap Zeke if that's going to be the case because he's been that RB1 all throughout preseason. He has all the reps. You know, he, he's very comfortable. The Cowboys have actually spoke very highly about him. So obviously you are start you're 100% starting Zeke. That's not even a question. But Tony Pollard is very sneaky, especially in in DFS matchups. You can get him for fairly cheap and he could be sneaky. Yeah, especially if they actually do stick to this 25 snaps. Uh, Pollard's going to get enough uh, touches. And like you said, DFS, those type of players that you can get for so cheap that can put up, you know, a ton of points for you are so crucial. Pollard could be that guy and he he could be a flex he is a flex play week one. I'm I'm playing him flex in my league. So uh, for all those people who are jamming my DMs, do I play Zeke week one about the snap count? Play Zeke no matter what. If he's on the field, if he's dressing, he plays Zeke. Um, it's as simple as that. But, but uh, let's move on now to this segment. This is, uh, you know, the fro and I don't really know who we're going to talk about, so we might have some overlapping people here. But these are matchups that we love. Now, fro, I kind of have a, you know, a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end defense. Do you have that, or do you just have a handful of guys, no matter position-wise? Yeah, I got a handful of guys. Um, I guess I'll just kind of start here. Okay. So, basically, like, I like to look at, obviously, there's some guys that, obviously, you're 100% are starting in redraft leagues. But there's also, they're very really discounted week one on, on DraftKings and FanDuel. So I'm just going to go through some some higher tier guys that you're, you know, it'll be 90% start on ESPN and Yahoo. And then some lower tier guys that are really going to stand out in, uh, in redraft leagues. All right, so the first running back that I love, Mr. Dalvin Cook. So going against the Falcons, the Falcons are very weak versus running backs that are very good at receiving. And we all saw how efficient Dalvin Cook was in the preseason with his, what, like two, two, two runs in the preseason. <laughs> and it's already been reported that the Vikings are going to run the ball. They're going to run it a lot. And I can actually see this being a sneaky shootout game. And I just think Dalvin Cook, he's, he's actually on DraftKings, he's 6000 He's $6,000 on DraftKings. That is unreal. He can, yeah, that is dirt cheap. This week one, you can... The nice thing is you can really utilize some cheap players, but everybody else also has that advantage. Um, the other cheap player that I, I do like is uh, Chris Carson, who's actually even cheaper. Yeah. He's 5700 5, going against one of the worst run defenses in the league, the Bengals. And the game script tells you anything. The Seattle Seahawks are going to get ahead pretty early in the entire second half. We could see Chris Carson notching over 25000 carries this game and he could easily finish as a top one or two running back this week yeah so i guess i'll hop over here um i i didn't really go down the route as you know the fro did with you know the dfs and stuff i just picked some guys that i like and redraft they're not really you know the the top tier guys that you know you're gonna plug in if you spend a first round or second round on this don't overthink your lineups play your studs here are some players that well here's one, I guess I'll start off that, you know, is lesser owned that I think is going to have a killer week one. Uh, I'm going to start off with my main man, Lamar Jackson, quarterback, Baltimore Ravens, going up against the Miami Dolphins who just ha- have literally gone into tank mode. They've traded away anyone with value on that team. Kiki Alonso just left their, you know, their, the heart of their defense. And uh, Lamar Jackson is going to have a field day on that defense. Um, I, I'm going to say this. Now, Lamar Jackson, I think, I, I w- is is going to 
uh, break Michael Vick's single season record for rushing yards by a quarterback in a season. And that's currently uh, Vick's 2006 season at 1,039. I think Lamar Jackson tops that this year. The Ravens are going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball down your throat. They're going to be successful at running the ball down your throat. And then Lamar Jackson's going to be the forefront of that. Just, just, you know, he's a freak, absolutely elusive, so fast, so quick. And week one, that Miami defense, whoever is playing that Miami defense, no matter what week it is, play them. It's the same thing if you're looking for a, a, a defensive stream. Just simply go on to the schedule, figure out what defense or what uh, yeah, defense is playing the Miami Dolphins. Play that uh, a defense. Simple as that. So uh, Lamar Jackson, week one. Put him in your lineups. He's going to score a ton of points. Yeah, so I uh, I definitely agree about Miami is, is you know at the bottom of the NFL anymore. They're clearly tanking for most likely is going to be Tua out of Alabama, the quarterback. You know, and that was kind of kind of what they figured once they brought in Josh Rosen, and now they're not even starting him. They brought in Fitzpatrick, who's a more than capable quarterback, but you know he's not. Who is he going to do around? Yeah, there's yeah, like no one there. Given away no offensive line, they, no weapons. They, they just traded away their only good offensive lineman. But that's what they want to do. They want to tank. They'll get maybe one win, maybe two. But the one thing about Miami is anytime early in these these early uh, fall, I guess end of summer, early fall months, is going to be very cautious when teams go down there because it's very hot. And a lot of these northern east teams, they go down there and they get played really hard against Miami for whatever reason it is. We see the Patriots go down there and struggle. Every year, the teams that go to Jacksonville. So early in the season, just tread lightly at those teams that are going to Miami. But once it gets cooler, you know, it's anyone's game. Once it's cooler, then it'll be like you know, 80 degrees in, in Miami instead of 95 degrees. And then, then these NFL players will be much more accustomed to that weather. I guess you have a point there. But uh, going back off what I was saying, the Dolphins last year were the second worst run defense in the league. Uh, against the against the yeah they say against the round did <laughs> 145 yards a game so even if it is warm you know it I f- I just feel like uh, Lamar Jackson's gonna have a field day oh he we'll will see. he will he will um but like you said you know the the Patriots go and play their early season games down in, in Miami and they lose to lose to the Dolphins and I, I've noticed that as well as what you're saying with the you know that north northern teams coming down to play in Miami where the humidity is off the charts. And uh, it, you can barely breathe. I know I wouldn't be able to breathe. I'm, I'm a Northeasterner myself. I know you are. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so much different. My friend lives in, in Tampa, and I went down there a few years ago, and it is night and day. I went down there when it was summertime in Pennsylvania, and it was like 90 degrees in Pennsylvania. And then I went down, <laughs> went down to Tampa. I couldn't even walk outside. It was so <laughs> humid. You know, so it really does make a big difference this, at this time of the year. But, no, you're right. Lamar Jackson is definitely going to – He's going to eat it up. They're going to run. They're going to run. You know, Mark Ingram, Justice Hill, Gus Edwards, they're going to pound the ball, and they're going to just dominate that game. But I'd say tread lightly when you're, you know, when you're starting defenses against Miami this time gotcha, of year. Gotcha. You just never know. You just never know. Same with uh, the Chiefs going to Jacksonville this week one. Jacksonville is actually only the underdog by three points, which, you know, on paper is like, whoa, wait a minute, something's wrong. But it, it's when you go to Florida this early in the year, you know, experienced ex- football people they know that you just gotta be a little bit cautious all right so i guess i'll uh continue here with my guys uh i'm gonna go with uh this is a this is more of a team success than than just a player success and uh that's a tampa bay buccaneers passing attack week one they're welcome to the san francisco 49ers um 
if you I'm a 49ers fan, so I've watched a lot of their preseason game, and their secondary is atrocious. It was atrocious last year. Uh, they allowed, what is it, 233 passing yards per game. Um, they only had seven takeaways last year on the defensive side of fumble recoveries, interceptions, things of that nature. So they're they're not taking, you know, they're not taking advantage of those situations where the ball is, you know, put up put up for grabs or on the ground or things like that. So the offense maintains possession of the ball. Um, they didn't really improve their secondary this 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 year. It actually may even be worse this year. So Mike Evans, of course, you're going to start Mike Evans no matter what. But Chris Godwin, put him in your lineup. OJ Howard, put him in your lineup. Jameis Winston, throw him in your lineup. I hate to say it, they're going to ball out week one against my San Francisco 49ers. Yep, 100% agree. You grab all the guys in this game, each side of the ball does not matter. Well, not defenses, but the offenses. Yes, defense, leave those those at home. (laughs) Yeah, this is not the week to start uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks or the 49ers. But even uh, I actually had to start those guys. That's true. That's true. (laughs) That's what's for another day. But uh, we don't really care that much about defenses anyways. So fantasy is 90% offense anyways. So, but uh, no, I I actually put out my my uh, must start team of the week in our newsletter today. And for the first time ever, I put two quarterbacks and they're both in this game, Jimmy G and Jameis Winston. This, this game could go. Scored. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of points scored this game. And uh, it's it's easy. Sometimes people make fantasy so hard, but it's not that hard. You know, you just got to find the, the good matchups and, I mean, Jimmy G looked, he didn't look the best in that first preseason game, but he hasn't played in how many months? He's going to be fine. And I'm telling you, he's going to eat up this season with Kyle Shanahan at the helm. And he has some really talented receivers. They have, the problem is they have too many talented receivers for a fantasy perspective, but that offense is going to eat this season. It's going to start week one. Yeah, I'm really excited. You know, Donnie Pettis, through that whole hype about how he's not going to be a starter, how he's not living up to the hype that he's supposed to live up to. And that was just all motivational talk by Kyle Shanahan. And of course he's listed as the wide receiver one on the depth chart. So, you know, expect Jimmy G and Dante Pettis to connect this game. It's it's going to be a lot of points. And I just, I just pray to God the 49ers can come out on top at the end of this one. So, uh, throw throw You have any more names over there? For us? Uh, I got tons of names, <laughs> uh, but I'm going to give some that I think are going to be a little, little under the radar. So, I'm going to go with uh, John Brown from the Bills. They're, okay. playing, they're playing the Jets. So the Jets' secondary is really bad. That defense altogether is not the best. So John Brown can run laps around the Jets' defense. And Josh Allen, he's you know he hasn't been known for taking a lot of shots. He likes to run the ball a lot himself. But I think you know they, they brought in John Brown because they want to take some shots. Anytime you have a guy, a, a boomer bust like John Brown, it's it's a little risky. But if you have him in your flex, you know, why not? And he has a great matchup and he's super cheap on, on DraftKings and FanDuel. I think he could, you know, if he gets a touchdown, maybe two touchdowns. You know, we see him light it up last year with the Ravens early in the season. When he's healthy, he's legit. And it's the season just starting. He's feeling good. So I think John Brown is definitely a guy to keep an eye on under the radar. And my second under the radar, this is way under the radar. I'm going to go with Chris Thompson against the Eagles Okay. in PPR leagues. So here's why. The Eagles suck at covering running backs that are good at catching the ball. Last year, they gave up 110 receptions to running backs, which was the second most. And in the last four seasons, the average out to be six running back catches per game. And we all know Chris Thompson is one of the best 
receiving backs in the game. And I actually have had Chris Thompson on my uh, my deep sleeper list because he's finally healthy. We saw the way he started the season last year. He put up nearly combined you know 40 points, so 20 points a week last year in PPR leagues when he was healthy. And then he got injured, you know, the ankle, this and that. But he finally got healthy. He has He feels the best he's felt in years. And, you know, the Eagles are going to probably get ahead in this game. They're almost a nine-point favorite. And I can see the Redskins relying a lot on Chris Thompson, throwing him the ball, especially a lot in the second half. He could be a nice super pick. I actually debated starting him, picking him up and starting him over Damian Williams because that, you know, right now I'm kind of nervous about that. But I'll have to take a couple of days to consider that one. <laughs> yeah, Chris Thompson used to be a guy I used to love the draft. I know there was a year where I was super high on him. I drafted him in so many leagues, and I think that was the year he tore his ACL or whatever happened to him. So, um, yeah, I love the talent. It's just he just can't stay healthy. And and like he said, if he can if he can stay on the field, and he's a very he's actually one of the best backs in the league and catching the ball out of the backfield. So, I uh, hope to see him healthy and uh, putting up some decent numbers this year. Uh, here's a guy that's somewhat under the radar, but not totally. That's Royce Freeman, Denver love Broncos. It. Love it. Uh, I've been high on Freeman, and I know the fro's been high on Freeman. Uh, this this Denver Broncos backfield is going to be a 50-50 split. Um. I see it more as, you know, Freeman is your between the tackles runner with, with you know, Philip Lindsay, you know, hitting the corners, catching the balls of the backfield. It's not going to be Lindsay's backfield like it was a year ago. Freeman had the hype last year. He's going to produce this year. Week one, Oakland Raiders, who were the third worst, um, a third worst rushing defense, allowing 140 yards per game. So say that's a 50 50 split, that's 70 yards apiece. Uh, Royce Freeman, uh, and and Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay's a guy I avoided most of my drafts because I wasn't high on him, but I took four Royce Freeman. Same I feel like it's been the same fancy output this year at a much cheaper price. So week one, Royce Freeman, throw him in the flex spot and you won't be disappointed. Um real quick, I'm gonna throw out a defense to play real quick, and most people know this already, but Baltimore. I know uh Fro just said be worried about playing uh uh, defenses in Miami early in the season, <laughs> but Baltimore different. is super legit. Um, it's, it's, it actually blows my mind how many times I've come to the last round of the draft where I take my defense normally, if there, if it's a non-kicker league and how many times Baltimore has been sitting there for me to take. I have so many Baltimore shares week one. I could not be more happy. Play Baltimore, play Baltimore, play Baltimore. Yeah. And I'll, I'll give out two defenses here. Cause I did jot them down and the nice thing about week one is we've had weeks to prepare, months to prepare for this. But uh, the yeah, Eagles... Yeah, we still don't know. We actually yeah. still don't. We, we spent so much time, and we still don't know what's going to happen because we just haven't seen anything actually yeah, happen. Yeah, th- that's the thing. But, we, we you know, we kind of put two and two together, and it, it really adds up. But like, I, I mean, the Eagles, I mean, they're a nine-point favorite going yep. against one yep. of the worst offensive lines. They lost uh, their right tackle, Trent Williams. We talked about that before. And that's going to make a huge difference. They're going to find themselves having... Uh, the Redskins are going to find themselves running the, trying to throw the ball a lot in the second half, which is going to give that Eagles defensive line, which is like it's probably better than an All-Pro line. It, it, they're going to sack the quarterback so many times. Case Keenum, they already dominated him in the playoff game when he was on the Vikings. So they're hungry. They're at the link. It is going to be loud. I'm going to be proud. Fletcher Cox is going to get a lot of sacks. That whole defensive line is disgusting. Eagles is, is, could easily be a number one defense this year. Or this game. Well, this year's not bad, but this game especially. And then uh, Seattle like, at home against the Bengals. 
Yep. You know, the Bengals are another team that they had a lot of promise. I was really high on them. And then beginning of the season, their their two promising offensive linemen got hurt. So now they're back to where they were last year. And of course, AJ Green. So I just I just think this you know, it's, it's a very similar situation. The Bengals are gonna have to pass a lot in the second half, which is great for Tyler Boyd, but it's not gonna be great for the offense as a whole. So Eagles, Seattle, get them in your lineups. You're welcome. Real quick, here's a bonus defense, Detroit Lions against the Arizona Cardinals. I know the throws are real high on Arizona. You know, it's a rookie quarterback, rookie head coach, a lot of youth on that team. Uh, Week one, we're going to come out a little little timid, and I think the Lions are a very, very good defense that's not talked about enough. So that talent against this rookie quarterback, rookie head coach, I think it's a perfect storm there as well. So I guess uh, any final remarks here, Fro? Anything that you need uh, to tell the, the the grateful listeners of ours? Yeah, I mean, football's back, man. This is it. This is we've been podcasting for about probably about what five weeks now, and it's just yep. not the same until it's the it's you know it's the season, and it's finally the season, and we're here. You know, it's we can do. I'm in so many leagues. I'm excited for DraftKings. I'm excited for Survivor leagues. I'm mean, not to mention college football is back as well, which is extremely underrated as well. The whole experience is back, and I just cannot be more excited. Yeah, I'm a Boise State fan, and that week one that game was, huge was amazing. Oh, my. You know, I actually had to go out in the first half, and I checked my phone when I hopped back in my car after <laughs> I met with someone, and I was like, are you serious? This is awful. So I got home and threw the TV on, and, you know, that's when they scored the touchdown right before halftime, and things just started clicking, and that was such a fun game. So... Football is back all around. We have college. We have NFL. Tomorrow, Packers-Bears. A great game to get things going. You have Aaron Rodgers versus the best defense in the league. It's going to be great. Can't wait for the season. Next time you hear from Waxton, next time you hear from me will be Monday for my week one waiver wire wish list. I'm not sure if I'll have anyone anyone with me that podcast. You know, it's usually me alone. I did last year, but... This year, I'm going to try to, you know, trinkle in some some guests, maybe some of our writers that we have at WeKnowFancy.com. Uh, but the next time you hear Fro and I, it's post week one, pre week two. We'll have so much to talk about. I know there'll be a ton of breakout, uh, you know, the the week one breakout players that no one projected, the undrafted free agent running back who are going to blow up on the scene and things of that nature. So week one, the podcast is going to be crazy. Going to have so much to talk about. So make sure you tune back next Wednesday around 10 p.m. Check our Twitter feed where we drop the uh, the link because it's going to be a great one. Uh, this was a great one as well. Uh, as always, this is Nate Wino Fantasy, joined here by the Fantasy Fro. Fro, where they find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at Fantasy Fro. And again, I'm Nate with We Know Fantasy. You can be found on Twitter and Instagram at We Know Fantasy. Again, hit us both up for our premium services. Let's win some leagues. Let's win some leagues. Football's back. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.